It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. BYU Fall Camp Day 1 is in the books. What did we learn from media availability? You'll hear from Kalani Sitake some of his thoughts as his team completed the first day of drills yesterday. Of course, we'll have everything covered for you in fall camp here every day on the podcast. We'll pass along some information I've learned about BYU's potential schedule coming up this fall. And of course, we'll also talk about the other BYU news and notes you need to know about. Position changes, numbers for new players entering the program, and even a former Cougar potentially signing off with the Super Bowl team. We'll talk about all of it on today's show. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, as well as our good friends over at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them a little bit later on in today's show. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 5th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Remember, we are your daily original podcast focused on the Cougars. We aim to bring you the, all the news you need to know about the Cougars each and every day, as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the show each and every day. All right, let's kick off today's show with BYU media availability. Kalani Sitake and two of his players, Isaiah Kafusi and Matt Bushman, two guys I would expect if BYU decides to pick captains this year in more of the traditional sense, I would venture to say they're probably on the short list, if not the outright favorites, to be BYU's captains this coming season. They both spoke with the media yesterday in addition to Coach Satake and some very interesting comments. We will be playing plenty of these comments throughout the rest of the week. Uh, it sounds like me, BYU media availability is going to be more sparse and in between than it has been previously. Obviously, all of it going to be done via Zoom. So who knows when the next time we'll speak with the media is, but it sounds like maybe later this week there'll be another opportunity. But regardless, we'll have plenty of comments for you and a lot of insight for you over the coming days. But let's kick things off right now. Kalani Satake was asked yesterday, Today. Well, how did the first day of camp go? Here's what he had to say. I was really pleased with the practice today. Had the guys go and did some crossover stuff and I really feel good about our group and with all the uncertainties and things that are happening. I mean, our only goal is to try to be ready for whatever happens. And hopefully we get those opportunities to play this fall. And if we do, and we'll be ready by then. So that's been our focus. I've been really pleased with our leadership on this team and from our coaches, and our assistants, the administration, everyone's done an amazing job allowing us to be in this position right now. So I'm just thankful and, and happy that I get to see you guys even though it's on Zoom. But good to see you guys. There you go. Kalani Sitake. You heard him talk about the fact, hey, we'll be ready to go whenever the season does kick off. And obviously right now, he has no control over the scheduling for BYU, what the Cougars are going to be looking at. I'm going to pass along something to you before you get to our next comment, though. It sounds like BYU, the legs around the Oklahoma State potential matchup are very real, as well as Iowa State. Uh, Some of you have been tweeting about this on social media. I reached out and talked to some people. There are a lot of legs around BYU potentially playing at Iowa State as well. 
Obviously, still some ongoing communication with programs like TCU, but right now it seems like the two Big 12 programs that BYU could match up with and that could be announced include both Iowa State and Oklahoma State. And then one other team that I have heard about that BYU has actually been engaging in terms of scheduling an arrangement or scheduling a game with is actually Army. Army is one of BYU's fellow independents. It's a team I have longed to see BYU square off against. I've heard that the Cougars and the Black Knights have been working on a deal here, and it could be announced as well. That would make up for three of the canceled games for BYU. That brings you to nine games as it stands currently. Can you find a fourth game, maybe play at an ACC team? Maybe you get another Big 12 team on the docket. All those Big 12 games would be road contests. There's no if, and, or but about it. So maybe if you can get Army to agree to come to BYU... It may even some things out a little bit, but I think all three of those games, if they were to come to fruition, would be fantastic additions to the BYU roster or the BYU schedule, excuse me. And we'll see what shakes out. But Kalani was also asked yesterday, well, how do you go about preparing for a season when you don't know when it might actually kick off and who your, some of your potential opponents might be? Here's what he had to say in that regard. Tom talks to me about a lot of different variables, and a lot of it is not what we control. It's not we, we make the demands and everything. I just, I've just i been really pleased with the way Tom's doing it. He's got a really tough job, and I'm just saying, let's just get ready to go. My job is to get the team ready, not to do the schedules and things like that. That's, that's Tom, and I trust him in it. So we'll just be ready whenever they're asking us to play. There you go. Kalani says he trusts Tom Homo implicitly to really handle things. Of course, they're in communication. I'm sure Tom's running ideas by him saying, what do you think of this arrangement if it comes to that? What do you think of this? Blah, 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 blah. I think that the setup that they have between the two of them is one that's of working together. But Tom takes care of dealing with the schedule while Kalani takes care of preparing his team. Control the controllable. That was a big takeaway from BYU's media session with Kalani Satake yesterday that I, at least I personally took away is that he is doing everything in his power to control the controllable, and that is to have his team ready to go whenever the season kicks off. Big 12 rumors yesterday said they could actually begin their seasons as early as August 29th, but they could they have to play that non-conference game over the first month of the season before their conference slate begins of the nine games. So you could potentially see a team like Oklahoma who has scheduled a game against Missouri State on August 29th play that and then not play again for potentially another month until conference play begins. Very interesting arrangement. We'll see if that ultimately is the how things go for uh, programs like Oklahoma and the rest of the Big 12. But I think the nice part is it sounds like BYU is closing in on some deals here. And here's hoping they can land a couple of them and get them announced in the next little bit. So that way, BYU football players can be, I think, a little more motivated. I, I don't think that they're not motivated at this point. They're not unmotivated. But obviously, we don't ultimately know when your season is going to kick off. And as it stands right now, your potential kickoff date is October 2nd. That seems like a long way off. I think having a game on the books for early to mid-September would go a long way to really bolstering the confidence of these young men speaking of the BYU football program and get them to really focus in and get ready for the season. Kalani says that's really been his a part of getting guys ready as he wants these guys to understand, you know what? We are going to do everything in our power to put you in a good position to win. What you guys need to do is just focus on what you guys can do as players. And he talked a little bit about that yesterday. And so the team leadership aspect for the Cougars has been absolutely phenomenal in his eyes. 
They're a close group. I've seen it. The way they communicate with each other, the way they work, the leadership. I'm confident that the leadership on this team has shaped these guys. And the culture that we have, I, the same has been said that you can see how good the company works. You can take the boss away and probably should take the head coach away a little bit more just to let these guys give them opportunities to lead. And I've been really impressed with the way they run their meetings, the way they, they interact with each other. It's what I've been hoping for a long time to have. We've talked about our program being run by the players and for me to be the guide on the side, you know, our coaches to help them. I've seen these guys make decisions on what they want to get done and in, in walkthroughs, what they want to get done in scheme and how they want to look at some certain things and give their, their feedback to me. It's been, it's been a blessing, right? So I think them feeling comfortable that, that way. And we have a veteran group now. A lot of guys are leading the way are actually guys that played a lot of games and, and gone through a lot of different experiences on the field, right? And off the field, I've been really impressed with them. Just, I keep telling them over and over again. And more than anything, I just like watching them go to work and then be around each other. And this is a good group. I, I'm really excited about them. And I know what I've seen off the field, how they've been around each other. And can't wait to see what they do on the field. It's going to be exciting. There you go. Kalani Sitake. So he thinks that his senior leadership is finally stepping into a role where they're really assuming control of different aspects of the BYU football program. And that's a positive sign. I think that means that BYU's got some good things coming for them. Uh, one final note here, and of course we'll play more of these comments throughout the week, like I said in the open, but I wanted to get to a comment from Isaiah Kafusi that's really pertinent to this time in our nation. Obviously, there's a lot going on with the civil unrest, the social justice movements, etc. Well, Isaiah Kafusi had a very interesting insight on what he thinks that a locker room or locker rooms around the country could teach the rest of us about getting uh, getting along with one another and working together. Here you go. The saying on the back of our workout uniforms right now, it says, be the change. That maybe, you know, could be one. And then, you know, I think Coach Hadley and Coach Guilford alluded to it today on their bike ride, you know, be, about being perfect. That's just another, I think, mantra or saying. And, and each coach, you know, has different mantras and sayings for their position groups. But, you know, as a team, I think we're just trying to be perfect, be as perfect as we can, and then be the change. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, you know, social issues and just different things, you know, we have been bombarded with so many different things. And I think that saying be the change is kind of caught on in the nation, at least. And so we have a platform and we have a voice and we have the right to be listened to and we have the right to listen. And so just really proud of our guys and the diversity on our team is just incredible. And so I wish that the nation was more like a locker room. There's guys from different areas, different backgrounds. We all grew up different. We have different views, but we come together as a team. We learn how to understand each other, how to listen to each other. And that's really, you know, being the change. Is, is learning how to listen and learning how to how to communicate. There you go. Isaiah Kafusi. be the change and perfection. Two of the big mantras or the models BYU football is working alongside. But you also heard him talk about the fact that we as athletes, we have a platform to be listened to, but we also have the right to be to listen. And he also talked about the fact, you know what? Locker rooms are what uh, our, our entire nation should try and strive to be like. I played in a few different locker rooms during my day. Of course, I didn't play sports past the high school level, but the locker rooms I was in, there was a diversity in there. A lot of diverse opinions, a lot of backgrounds that are different, even more so for a program like BYU. You have a number of African-American athletes. You have Polynesian young men. You have Caucasian men. That's the thing is you bring all these men together with diverse interests and backgrounds and all the different things that go into it. You throw them together and they work together for the better good. 
I think all of us can take a lesson away from that. And a big thank you to Isaiah Kafusi for pointing that out. I think it was a very pertinent comment amid everything going on in the country right now. All right, uh, we'll get to some other news and notes around the first day of BYU Fall Camp. New numbers for incoming players, some position changes we need to touch on as well. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. You guys hear me talk about this company a lot, but I love what rockauto.com has been doing for our listeners. What you guys can do with rockauto.com is you can get all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. I had to replace a door handle on my daily driver recently. I went to rockauto.com. I searched for my vehicle, looked up the year, the model number, and guess what? It gave me a bevy of options of what I could order on rockauto.com. Gone are the days of going to the auto parts store asking about, hey, I need to get a door handle for my car. Well, we have this option or this option. Which one do you want? You have every option available to you at rockauto.com. That's what I love about this company. You need motor oil. You need new brake pads, struts, uh, new engine block. Whatever you need, rockauto.com has it for you guys. This is a 20-year-old online company, family-owned, and they want to bring you the best quality materials at the best prices available to you guys. Go to rockauto.com right now, search it out, look up your car, truck, or SUV, the year, the model number, and guess what? You can search by specifications of what you're looking for. You can search by price. You can customize your experience to fit what you need at rockauto.com. Fantastic company. I can't recommend them enough, guys. If you need parts for your car, truck, or SUV, and the best part about it all, by the way, is it's shipped directly to your door. Check our good friends out at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's roster talk time. I know some of you hate this, some of you love this, but I am a junkie for looking at rosters when they are launched or released by BYU every spring and fall. Looking at the changes in terms of heights and weights and the new numbers for athletes, let's run down some of the information you guys probably want to know about or should know about with regards to BYU's roster situation. First off, let's start off with an interesting setup between three brothers. The Tui Pelotu brothers are all on the roster at BYU this fall. Hank has been home from a mission for some time now. Petey is an incoming freshman who just arrived at BYU, will be playing for the Cougars for a year before going on a mission. And then also you brought in another brother in Ben Tui Pelotu as well. All three of them on the roster. But the funny part about all of this is all three of them listed as freshmen. You have Hank Tuipelotu. I think he's been home from his mission, what, two years now? So he's probably 22 years old. He is a freshman, just like his 18-year-old brother, uh, Petey, is. And also 20-year-old, I assume, Ben Tuipelotu. The year might be off by a year or two on each of them. He's also a freshman. So an interesting setup between the two brothers. Uh, Petey Tuipelotu is a safety for BYU this this year, wearing the number 15. Ben Tuipelotu is going to be playing tight end like Hank wearing the number 35, and Hank is wearing his customary 32 that he has worn since arriving at BYU. Other numbers to pay attention to. Incoming freshman linebacker Josh Wilson, of course the younger brother of BYU starting quarterback Zach Wilson. You heard me right. That's starting quarterback Zach Wilson. Wearing the number 34. Uh, Jock Wilson, a defensive back, Juco prospect we had on the, this podcast, wear the number 13 this year. 
Elijah Unatoa, an interesting addition to the roster. Some people thought that he was becoming home off of a mission. Well, it sounds like he's already back home and he's on the roster this year, wearing the number 71, joining his older brother, Mo Unatoa, who has spent the last year redshirting in the BYU football program. Elijah, a freshman, Mo, a junior. So there's a lot of brothers on this BYU roster, but a lot of talent amongst those brothers as well. A couple of the notes for you guys is former Lone Peak star Connor Payo wore the number 73 off of his mission. Alex Muti, a defensive end prospect, comes in wearing the number 48. Cade Moore from Lehigh High School. I know he's a walk-on for the BYU football program, but as a standout player at Lehigh High School as a wide receiver, wore the number 15. Incoming freshman quarterback Sol J. Mayava wearing the number 10 alongside Mason Fakahua, who was still listed as a quarterback as well. A lot of people thought after spring ball when Mason was with the quarterbacks, he would move positions, but it appears that he's going to stick at quarterback for the time being. That means there's a lot of quarterbacks on BYU's roster. You've got Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, Rhett Riley, Soljay Maiava, as well as Mason Fakahua. And who knows? Maybe there's one or other two camp arms, quote-unquote, that are on the roster as well. Some interesting notes there. Christopher Jackson, another guy we've had on this podcast, wore the number 24 that he wore as a JUCO player down there in California. Micah Harper wearing the number 36, an incoming freshman. Bruce Garrett, a standout running back from Texas, wearing the number 11. And then interestingly enough, the three wide receivers coming into BYU as freshmen. Terrence Fall wore the number one. Cody Epps wearing the number seven. And Miles Davis, a lot of people thought he might end up as a defensive back to begin his BYU career. He is wearing the number two and listed as a wide receiver for the BYU football program. So there you go. The rundown of some of the numbers you need to know about with incoming freshmen and new additions to the BYU football roster. Of course, if you want to read more about this, go to BYUcougars.com, search out the football program, click on roster, and there you go. The updated roster is right there in front of you guys. It's a great way to kind of be up to date and know the guys when you see them on the field by their number. A couple other notes for you guys uh, to pass along, including um, position changes. Kalani Sitake, during his media availability yesterday, talked about the running back group for BYU. I mentioned while he was talking about it that there are two changes in terms of positions for running backs. Well, actually three, I guess I should say. Jackson Kafusi, who was going to be playing running back during spring ball for BYU before it was canceled, is moved back to linebacker from running back. So he's back on the defensive side of the ball. But two new additions to the BYU running back core include Javel Brown, a multi-talented athlete that people thought could play defensive back, could play on offense. He did play some running back in high school, but he is now officially with the running backs for the time being in fall camp. And also, Luke Andrada, the former high school sprint champion from Colorado, just an absolute speed demon, took reps at running back, according to Kalani Satake. Who knows if that's ultimately his final position, but I can tell you this much. Andrada has pure, unadulterated speed. And that could be an interesting setup to put him at running back and see what he can do. Can he master the nuances of really uh, setting up blocks, cutting through holes, cutback lanes that running backs who have done this for a long time already know about. Who knows? But interesting to see him listed as a, a running backer mentioned by Kalani Satake to be playing running back. One other position change I wanted to talk to you guys about includes uh, Max Tooley. He had moved to safety, had slimmed down noticeably to play that position, but he's back now with the linebackers, similar to Jackson Kafusi. And it will be interesting to see where Max Tooley fits in here. I think he's a talented athlete, kind of a hybrid guy, and I think he probably is more in the mold of maybe playing that flash linebacker position, but there's plenty of depth there. Zane Anderson could play that position. I think the favorite to take the position 
is going to be uh, Chaz Ayu, who made some headlines yesterday with some comments about the BYU locker room and the lack of nice amenities in it, but we'll discuss that on another day. Uh, but Chaz Ayu, I think, is the favorite to play flash linebacker, and where does Max Tooley fit in? I think BYU's got a glut of talent at linebacker, and I'm not sure they have the playing time that's going to make everybody happy. We'll see what shakes out there, but there's a lot of talent. They're trying to get them all in the field. Isaiah Kafusi mentioned that during his media availability yesterday, and you can say that and doing it are two different things, and I don't know where it ultimately will pan out, but the good news is BYU's trying to get the right guys on the field in the right combo to be able to play the right defense, and I think that they'll hopefully figure it out this year. Last year, Pretty much an abject disaster on defense, I thought. As the season went along, it got worse and worse and never got better. There's still a major question mark for me at pass rush for BYU. Who knows what we'll learn during fall camp without media observation. We'll have our practice insiders down there. But interested to see how everything goes for BYU's defense. Uh, one note to pass along to you guys as well for you is that the wide receivers uh, coming into BYU are going to be interesting. Guys like Cody Epps have a lot heaped upon their shoulders with the expectations uh, for them to really succeed as freshmen here. Chris Jackson, obviously, is a Juco transfer, is expected to step up and really take on a big role. But I do look at this, and I think that BYU actually has some good options. Uh, I think Cody Epps has shown out extremely well since showing up to BYU. I think it was an absolute coup that BYU got his signature. And of course, through the first day, obviously, no actual pads. But what I'm hearing is that Cody Epps has really been standing out in both player run practices and now officially with practices beginning for the Cougars. He's carried that over. And I think it's a positive development. And we'll see what happens. I think that he has an opportunity to gain some playing time, some valuable minutes as a freshman this year. He'll have to beat out some other big names on that roster. But the nice part is with a lot of talent departing, speaking of the three seniors who graduated a year ago for BYU, there will be openings for him to potentially move in, move in and show what he can do. So wanted to pass all, along all that information, a rundown of everything you need to know about, about BYU fall camp. Like I said, we'll have our practice insiders with their eyes and ears open down there in practice, passing along news and notes to us that I will in turn pass along to you guys. That is my promise to you. You will not find better coverage of BYU football, especially in terms of practice updates, etc., than you will right here on this podcast. All right, uh, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News here in just a minute. Ziggy Ansaw, could he be on the move to stay on the West Coast but join a Super Bowl team? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. I've told you a lot about this company over the past year or so that they've been advertising with us, but I love what All Guard Pest Control does. They don't believe in door-to-door knocking. That's not their type of company. They're not that type of company. They're not going to knock on your door and say, hey, we're spraying uh, that neighbor, that neighbor, and that neighbor. You have no clue if they're actually being sprayed. But we'd love to have you guys on the list with our bug guys coming out to spray. You want us to spray your house? That's not how All Guard Pest Control goes about their business. They believe in being stand-up people and making sure that you're satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. So that way, once they earn your business, they keep it forever. I can tell you this much. I will never use another pest control company outside of All Guard Pest Control. I love that they're a local company, a small company based right here in Utah County. 
and they take pride in their work and they want to make sure that you are proud of what they do for your home. Like I said, they take care of my home. I am 110% satisfied with Seth and his team. They do fantastic work. I would implore you guys to trust them to take care of your home, regardless of your pest control needs. You got termite issues. You've got ants. You got spiders. You got mice. I don't know what you have going on. Hornets nests. Whatever it might be, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control can handle it for you guys. They're taking the utmost precautions right now with COVID-19 still raging to make sure that you feel comfortable when they stop by. They're wearing gloves, using hand sanitizer all the time, wearing masks. They're taking every precaution necessary to make sure that their customers are comfortable with them coming into their home. I have had them in my home just recently, and I have to say, I am 100% satisfied with how they went about things, professional nature, and they'll make sure that you are taken care of. And that way, if you have any issues going down, going on down the road, whether it's a new issue, an old issue, whatever it might be, they'll make sure that you are taken care of and you'll be completely satisfied. You can give them a call anytime at 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Tell Seth and his team that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'll make sure that you're taking care of and I can I can tell you guys this much they believe in the customer being right they want you guys to have the best experience possible so check them out that's all guard pest control go to allguardpestcontrols.com if you want to search them out online and once again their phone number 801-851-1812 that's our good friends at all guard pest control a proud partner right here on locked on cougars NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we wind down here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, let's talk a little bit about former Cougars and the pros and one notable name out there, and that is Ezekiel Ziggy Ansaw. And Ziggy's got an interesting career choice to make here. Obviously, he's dealt with numerous injuries over the past few years, essentially since that Pro Bowl season he had with the Detroit Lions. The former number five overall pick out of BYU, Ziggy was thought of as being one of the next great pass rushers in the NFL, and injuries have decimated uh, the hype surrounding him, etc. But he is apparently going to be working out and talking with the San Francisco 49ers. Ian Rappaport, one of the foremost authorities, one of the foremost NFL insiders, uh, tweeting out yesterday that Ziggy Ansah was in San Francisco to go undergo both a physical and COVID-19 testing with the 49 testing with the 49ers according to sources said added that nothing is dumb but San Francisco is the first look at potentially high-end edge talent Ziggy on the San Francisco 49ers if you guys don't know this about me I am a diehard I am a huge San Francisco 49ers fan and I would love to see two former Cougars on B on the on the 49ers defense, former BYU defenders on the same defense. And Ziggy would add to what is a pretty good defensive line already for the 49ers. Guys like D Ford and Nick Bosa really bringing it off the edge for the 49ers. But if you can get a guy like Ziggy Ansah to be a situational pass rusher, it might be the perfect situation for him to really rehabilitate his image, uh, the hype surrounding him as a pass rusher, and hopefully just stay healthy overall. Uh, The workload for him seemingly has been too much over the past couple of years, despite him not playing a lot. Most recently, he was with the Seattle Seahawks last year and had his moments where he really shined, but other moments where he just seemingly disappeared. 
Can he go to San Francisco, maybe be that situational third down pass rusher who comes onto the field and is just told, hey, pin your ears back, go get the quarterback. It'd be cool to see. And I would love to see Fred Warner and Ziggy Ansaw playing together on my favorite NFL team. That's just selfish, selfish desire on my part. But still a cool story all the way around. Ziggy, obviously, one of those made-for-Hollywood stories for his humble beginnings out there in Ghana and then making it to BYU, playing three different sports before landing with football, not knowing how to put on his pads, and now being a multimillionaire in the NFL. You don't find many stories like that. And here's to Ziggy Ansah really kind of getting things back going in the NFL. He's made plenty of money. There's no doubt about that. But you'd like to see him get back to being fully healthy and really contributing at a high level. And it'd be fun to see him just on the 49ers competing. And playing alongside Fred Warner would be really cool because Fred obviously is an all-pro caliber linebacker for the 49ers. Calls the plays. Where's that green dot on his helmet that has the receiver for coaches to call out the plays? Some high-level players for the 49ers, obviously, with a Super Bowl run last year, looking to repeat that and potentially win it all this year. And to see Ziggy Ansah potentially signing on with them, hey, just as a 49ers fan, I'm all for it. So I wanted to pass that along to you guys that Ziggy Ansah potentially could be landing in San Francisco and would be an interesting signing nonetheless. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. I am still looking for somebody to host uh, Fan Friday with me this Friday. If you are interested in doing so, search us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. Send us a message. We'd love to have you guys on as a guest host. Or message me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter feed. And as always, you can email the show anytime you want as well. The email address, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. I'd love to get you guys involved and have you guys on as a guest host on a Friday to talk some BYU sports. All right, that's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe. Wear those masks when you're outside and can't socially distance. Let's all do our part to make sure we all stay healthy. And guess what? We can get sports back into our lives in short order. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 5th, 2020. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.